Spoonful of Paolo. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Paolo. So I am so excited because today I am talking to the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star Season 2, Alaska. Oh my god, you guys, she has a new memoir out that's called My Name's Yours, What's Alaska? And she's kicking off her first solo headline tour in January. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. I'll see you with Alaska. Bye! Okay, I have to say, Alaska, I am so excited that you're a guest on A Spoonful of Apollo. As you can tell, like my husband and I are a huge fan of yours. So thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you. I love that blouse. Ah! <laughs> did you know it? Did you know it glows in the dark? Yes, I know it glows in the dark. That's why I got this one. It's so cool. Thank you. I love it. Okay, that. so Alaska, I gotta say a couple of congratulations to you. First of all, because you're kicking off your first headlining tour in January. Your memoir, you just released it last week. You just released another hit single. Wow! You're in the musical Head Over Heels at the Pasadena Playhouse. You're releasing two singles tomorrow. Girl, like, this is amazing. What does this moment feel like for you with all of this happening? Like, these are big accomplishments. What does this feel like for you? Uh, I, well... Um, good, I guess. Um, no, it feels nice. I mean, it it definitely feels great to have the book out in the world because, and, and a lot of these things are things that like we've been working on for a really long time. The book has been years in the making. The music we've been working on for a very long time. So it's very, it's, it's very um, soothing to have it go out into the world. And like, I'm finally able to like share it with people. So it feels good. And doing theater is amazing because I get to stand there and people clap. Oh my like, God. There, there's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing. I'm sorry, but this thing, like this thing does not compare to fucking human beings going like this. Yeah, yes. Beep, beep, beep. Ooh, someone double tapped. No. And just throw no, it no, away. No, no, no. Yes. Just, just slap your, slap like, your mandibles together for yes. me. That's what I want. <laughs> and you're going to get that because you're Alaska. And I know people get your tickets because I think you're on there until December 19. So yeah, go to your bio on Instagram, get tickets. My friends have seen you already. They love you. You're a star. You know that. Um, but I want to tell you also that I read your book, My Name's Yours, What's Alaska? I have to say, Alaska, it is so personal. It's so, it's, it's funny. It's crazy. It's, it's just everything you would want to read your book. Um, what does it feel like for you? Because it was released last week and people are reading something that's so personal because you talk so much about your life before RuPaul's Drag Race, which I love so much. So what does that feel like for you? Because it's, your story, it's out there. Like all your fans are reading it, you know? It feels nice because it's very like, a lot of people came to the party because of RuPaul's Drag Race, because Drag Race is amazing. Um, but I really like that we get to like time travel back to the time before Drag Race, where I was figuring out what I was doing and I'm still figuring it out. I have, I don't, I still have no idea, but um, it's, it's very fun time traveling back to that time 
because uh, a lot of people don't know, you know, yeah. a lot about it. Yeah, it's true. You know, in the book you wrote, and I love this, I love this line, you said, I went to the drugstore and for the first time I bought real drugstore brand makeup that any other woman would buy. I remember rummaging through lip glosses and thinking, women use lip gloss and I will too. Did that moment like help or change you to like really like identify and go there with Alaska? Like what did that moment do for you? Because that's something obviously you remember because it's in your book, you know? Yeah, I, I vividly remember lip gloss being a revelation because coming from, okay, like I didn't know anything about drag and I moved to West Hollywood, which is the apex of gorgeous, glamorous, sexy, talented, fierce drag. So I was like this monster queen who was really inspired by like San Francisco drag. And, but being in West Hollywood, I was like, I kind of need to like figure out how to like do drag a little bit. I need to like figure it out a little. And lip gloss was like a revelation for me. I was like, this is pretty, I like this. And now like, it's not about matte lips for me. I can't. I need a lip gloss. I need it. God, your lips look amazing, by the way. Um, in your book, too, I remember you writing, you know, obviously you auditioned for RuPaul season one, two, three, four. Um, and when you got to four, you and Sharon Needles, who you were dating at the time, obviously she made it. She won that season. And in the book you were writing, you were so mad. I'm not going to audition no more. I'm done with it. Obviously, you did audition for season five. What made you say to yourself, okay, I'm gonna do it because a lot of people would have given up after season one, season two, season three, season four, but you kept going. So something inside of you, Alaska said, uh-uh, I'm gonna do it and you did it. So what was it? There had to be something. Well, cause it's destiny, you know, like it was, there was no choice. It was, it was that like, it really was, uh, the year I started drag was the year Drag Race came into being. It was like meant to be, and so it was like one way or the other, it was going to happen eventually. And I just needed to like get over it and get over like being pissed off about <laughs> it and just do the fucking audition tape. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, you're right. This is YouTube. Of course, it goes on the podcast. You do what you got to do. Don't worry. Demonetized. <laughs> it's fine. I'll do anything for you. Only for you. That's it. Okay. Um, just bleep me yeah. <laughs> yeah okay bleep bleep i love that um you know even when i read your book too i'm telling everybody get the book because it's like so it's like i mean i can't wait till the movie comes out of this book because there's so much happening but you're so open about your relationship with sharon needle and there was a there was a part when you were writing that you guys were in the apartment and you guys were fighting and you had this white jacket on and you walked out and you had blood on it and you were going to stay at a hotel and I kid you not, obviously I kept thinking about Tina Turner when Ike beat her up and she left and she had 35 cents, but you had like nothing. So like, you, you know, you get to the hotel. What was that? Because me reading it, I have to tell you, I, I was reading it all out to my husband. It was crazy. When you were writing that and you're thinking about that time, were you like, holy crap that I, you know, you guys went through this. Like, what were you thinking? Well, it was a really dramatic time. Uh, everything, 
everything in our lives and everything we knew about was changing and shifting really, really fast. And you can't, I mean, if you're writing a book that's like a story, you can't leave out the dramatic stuff. Like you need, that's so important. And it's like, I, you know, Sharon and I got into a physical fight and I bashed her head into a glass coffee table. And I was, my white fur coat was covered in blood. Like that is dramatic and horrible. And like, it could have been way worse. And like, thank goodness it wasn't. Um, but no, I mean, we had to, we, I, I couldn't leave out couldn't leave out that anecdote, no, oh that charming anecdote. Seriously, I'm glad. My husband was making a salad that day and I'm like following him around like, oh my God. And I was reading it aloud to me and we both look at each other like, oh my gosh, I'm glad you did not leave it out there. But I want people to know about your relationship with Sharon Needles today because you write, you say, we never had any meaningful conversation. That wasn't ever really our thing. But gradually Sharon and I became friends again and then eventually we became very good friends. It's too much work to stay mad. Through all the horror of our very public relationship, at least I came out of it with a very good friend. So what does Sharon mean to you today then? Because that was awesome that you wrote that. Well, Sharon always says, it's, it's her soundbite about our relationship. She always says, I, I didn't lose a boyfriend. I gained a best friend. And I really feel that because, I mean, I, I wouldn't be who I am without that person. And I know her. I know her very well. And I know her to be uh, a very sensitive, really, really talented, really smart uh loving person and no we talk all the time wow we're really good friends that's nice i like when you wrote in there you said it's too much work to stay mad at someone and it's true alaska because it takes out so much energy it's just exhausting it's tiring it's like it just ruins your day so i love that you said that too it is i had too much to do we it was too it's too bit it's too it takes up too much time and energy to like hold on to that and I, I was like we can't do that no we cannot do that no but you know what we can do is talk about that you won season uh season two all-stars i think it was five years ago last month it was five years ago that you took home the crown which is crazy because i felt like we watched it yesterday but what i didn't know when i was reading your book is that you enjoyed more being on season five than an all-star season two because i thought it would be the opposite i don't i didn't understand that why it was like that for you because i would think you would have more fun because you've done it already and this is going to be like a breeze because you know everybody everyone loves you but it, it was the opposite yeah no I, and that's that's the takeaway lesson is like winning is stupid what? like don't don't do it <laughs> oh don't do it because then everybody's like because because when you don't win it's like there's always the possibility there's like the the endless imagination what if and when you do win you're like oh well there's a bunch of people who fucking think i'm a piece of shit and tell me all the time that i shouldn't have won whereas if i didn't win it would be like who knows what could have happened it's like it's so stupid don't win don't win drag race girls if you're auditioning for drag race which you should audition don't win do not win ever don't do it don't do it did you all hear that don't do it 
<laughs> you are the queen, so hey, okay. I mean, look at everything that's happening around you. Um, you know, I remember when I interviewed Willem, she told me that she's still the same person, whether she's in drag or not in drag. Uh, but for you, Alaska, is, because I remember reading your book and you were saying that, you know, Justin was a really shy person. So is Alaska like a total escape you know, for, for, for him or to be this completely different person? Or do we see a lot of Justin, you know, in you? Like, how would you say that? Yeah, it's, it's really, I, I don't know. I, it is the same person. It's not like it's some, it's some brilliant high concept character that I've studied and put on. It's like, no, it's the, it's the same thing. It just looks different. And I think, I mean, heck, Lena always always used to say that drag is like armor and so and so going out into the world i mean the world is a scary place and like anxiety and shyness and you know being introverted these are all things that like i've got them all but like drag is very much like armor and it makes you like braver and it it uh i i so i, I don't know i mean that's the power of drag that's why people love it so much because it's because it it's cool and it it looks cool and it you know it makes you i guess just like braver and louder and rather than trying to like hide or diminish oneself it's saying i am here conspicuously <laughs> uh, which is very empowering it is empowering and even when we see you not in drag like just your your last single wow it's so i don't know what you have this special gift but like when we watch it like even you being like you know not in drag it was it's so good because i'm like i don't see any shyness in like justin like doing this song because it's you it's just it's such a good song uh, and I know your mom, I think one of her favorite songs on your album that's coming out is Red. I think I read that somewhere. And even that single was so good. Like, it's so good. You're talented. Take that in. You know you're talented. Thank you. I was really nervous, though, during WOW. And Why? Because we were shooting it. The, the band that we shot it with are called The Disciples. Shout out. Hey, Eddie. Um... Um, they're amazing and they had like a gig and they basically, they're really good at just like, they show up, they fucking play whatever they want to play. They don't rehearse, they just jam out and like do their thing and they're incredible. And so they had like, they were like doing their thing and like a small crowd was forming. I don't know, it was like 20 people. But I was like the most nervous getting up there and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and lip sync this song that no one has ever heard of. And um, I'm some fucking, some person that has never been to this place before. Hi, that was the most nervous. I would rather do a crowd of like, you know, 10,000, you know, screaming, people rather than like 10 to 20 people who didn't know who the fuck I was. Oh it my was gosh, serious. seriously? I was acting, I was acting. Well, genius, the acting was spot on, really. And if your music videos, the ones you've been releasing these last couple months, I cannot wait. I know you're kicking off your tour. I think it's in Orlando, uh, January 19th. You're gonna be here in Chicago, February 5th. We're gonna be there, I can't wait. And I read that it was your, your concert's gonna be like kind of like a time travel experience. I think I read that somewhere. Is that true? Like, what can you tell us? Cause I know you're gonna have a lot of amazing dancers too. Yeah, the music is really inspired by the 90s and the 2000s, like the early 2000s. 
happens. So we're very like leaning into that. And yeah, we're gonna have dancers and we're gonna do the new music. We might do some old music. Um, it's just gonna be really fun. Oh my God, Red for Filth, I can't wait. You know, I know that you growing up, you grew up watching like, you know, TV and movies, um, but you didn't see anyone like you. But you say you identified with Catwoman from Batman Returns. So what does it feel like for you to be the touchstone for so many queer kids out there to see you and to remind them to be your authentic self? Like, what does that feel for you? Because you didn't really have that growing up. But now look, now thousands, millions of people can see you like, I want to be like Alaska. What does that feel like for you? Um, it's wild. And it, it you know, it, I, I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. I guess, I guess it feels good. And I guess it, it feels good um, that this generation is growing up in a world that is a little less hung up on gender and restrictions and and things like that and a world where like drag is like such a such a cultural thing i can only think that's a good thing i i think it's a great thing for culture and i think that it will lead us toward a more peaceful world yeah yeah that's what i I think so too, you know, because it's cool because when you grew up, you didn't really have RuPaul's Drag Race and you think of all the kids who, who go on the show, they can envision an album, a tour, everything that you're doing right now that you work so hard for, which is like so crazy. But what did you think was possible for you because you didn't have this show, like you just didn't have RuPaul's Drag Race. So what did you think was possible for you growing up to get to, you know, full drag, you know, for Alaska? It was, I don't know, it was taking a leap. And it was following, you know, my intuition and my instinct, which was, I just, I liked girls' clothes better because they're cooler. So I went toward that. And the ultimate, the ultimate sort of trajectory of that was drag. And when I discovered what drag was and what it could be, like the Queens in San Francisco at the stud, I was like, that, I want a piece of that. Like, I want to do that. But it was never like, oh, I can make a viable, I can make a viable career doing this. The only really like model of that was like Jackie Beat, who when I got to West Hollywood was like the, you know, the queen of everything and who still is and who made a career pre-drag race. So, you know, there there were blueprints, but I, I wasn't doing it because of that. I was just doing it because I liked it. Yeah, you're sure you write all about this in your book. OK, look, you know, holidays are coming up. I want everyone to go to your website. It's alaskathunder.com. Uh, you can get all your merchandise. This you can this you get a little pound cake too okay like you get you get all of this stuff like this is like I, you know how much you know how much i love her i don't think you've any how much i love little pound cake like she like is so special to me and you're special because you're on our show and this means so much to us okay thank you so much thank you you've got it all i'm so glad <laughs> okay of course i'm telling you we love you so much and we're gonna see you in chicago i want everyone to go to your website go to your instagram and i you know alaska i can't thank you enough because you really inspire so many people to be their authentic self even when you go through something so difficult as you did and you write about that in your book um and look where you are today so just take it in you know when this is done i want you to take a minute for yourself and be like yeah I'm a queen. Like, this is really awesome where I'm at today with my life and that you made this possible, you know? Wow. That's very sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay.
Well, I don't want this to end, but I'm going to let it end because, you know, we're going to put this out. But I love you so much. You truly are amazing. And congratulations with everything. And I can't wait to see the two new singles you're releasing tomorrow. Thank you very much. You are. Um, it was great talking to you. Oh, thank you. Okay, my husband wants to say goodbye to you too. Okay, we'll see you in Chicago then, okay? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be there. We're going to see you. <laughs> Thanks, Alaska. So much love to you, okay? You too. Bye. Thanks for joining me today on the A Spoonful Apollo podcast. For tons more interviews or the video version of this episode, visit our website, aspoonfulapollo.com or our YouTube channel. I'm Paolo Presta, and I hope you always remember to dream big. Dream big. Spoonful Apollo. <laughs> I love you, Oprah. Bye, everyone. We'll see you next time.